This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Our open forum Wednesday, and we can get into our fantasy football roundtable if you want. Baseball playoffs are going on. Uh, Texas is on their way after sweeping the Rays in front of uh, 6,234 people. Uh, What a joke that is in Tampa. Good for them that they lost. Too bad for the players and that organization because they are a really well-run organization. They get the most out of their money. They're competitive every year, but the fans there, uh, they don't care. They don't care. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. All right, Kings, day two of training camp and uh, five preseason games this year. Again, I'm just looking to see how Sasha does in the preseason. Other than that, I'm not really looking at anything else. Uh, First game, October 25th at Salt Lake City against the Jazz. And then the home opener is on the 27th against the Golden State Warriors. All right, week five of the NFL season begins tomorrow with uh, Chicago at Washington. So we can talk about a variety of topics. Again, we got the baseball playoffs going on. We've got the NFL week five tomorrow, college football, anything else going on, the Kings, uh, I am here and we can discuss. You know the routine, you raise your hand and we will get you right on. I'm about now, I think we, after four games, I think it's between four and six. I always say a minimum of four. But I think now in the NFL, you know who's really good? And who's not? Okay. Buffalo's really good. Miami's good. Baltimore's good. I'm not going to even say anyone in the AFC South is good. Everyone's two and two. Uh, Kansas City is good. Philly's good. Dallas is good. Detroit's good. I got to give Tampa credit. They're three and one. I don't think they're good, but they're three and one. San Francisco is good. Seattle is good. Not great, but good. Those are your teams. Here are your teams that. Stink. Carolina, bad. Chicago, bad. Giants, bad. Denver, bad. Cincinnati, bad. New England, bad. Jets, bad. All right, so I think you can separate the good teams from the bad teams through a quarter of the season. All right, here are teams that I really don't know about. Green Bay, I'm still on the fence. Tampa, Atlanta, New Orleans, I'm still on the fence with all of those teams. Okay? Rams, Still on the fence with them. They played pretty competitively at two and two. All right. In the uh, AFC, all right. Pittsburgh, two and two. Cleveland, two and two. Not really ready to write off either of those teams. And I'm not ready to anoint them as a playoff team. Everyone in the AFC South, I'm putting as, eh, don't really know. Personally, I think Tennessee's the best of the bunch, but everyone's two and two. And so, you know, we just got to wait. We got to wait and see how that unfolds. AFC West, 
Chargers, I still got to see more of them. Two and two. Raiders stink. Denver stinks. Okay? We get that. Bad teams. Raiders, Broncos. Bad teams. So the bad teams, I think we can pretty much say without any degree. I'm not – even though I called the Bengals a bad team because they play very poorly, they're the only team out of the teams that I mentioned that I think still have a chance just because of their personnel. But they're on very, very thin ice. All the teams in the AFC South can win their division. In my opinion, the only team that can win the AFC West is Kansas City unless Patrick Mahomes gets hurt. That's the way it is. Great game coming up this weekend. I think, At least on paper, when you have Dallas and San Francisco, your Sunday night schedule. Should be a lot of fun. All right? Let's go over the rest of the games in week five in the NFL. Again, starts tomorrow, as I said. Washington at home to Chicago. Your early games. Jacksonville at Buffalo in London. Atlanta at home to Houston. Carolina is at Detroit. Tennessee travels to Indy. Dolphins host the Giants. New Orleans is in New England. Steelers and Baltimore hook up. That game is in Pittsburgh. Rams home to Philly. Cincy's at Arizona. Giants or Giants. Jets are at the Broncos. Chiefs are at Minnesota. Your Sunday night game has Dallas at San Francisco. And your Monday night game has Green Bay at Las Vegas. So, there you have it. All right? There you have it. Your week five NFL schedule. All right, hit me up. What do you want to talk about? Raise your hand, and we can go in any direction you want. Also, we got our fantasy football roundtable. So, whoever starts off that conversation, you know the signal is you can get on and join the roundtable whenever we have a question about fantasy football. So, who wants to be my leadoff individual on the first Wednesday of October? All right. Who wants to be my leadoff person? Where are we going? We talking football? We talking Kings? We talking about the baseball playoffs? What direction do you want to go in? Hit me up and we will do it. Tomorrow, I don't know about the time of my show yet. Uh, due to legal matters, Friday probably will be on at either 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock, but we'll definitely have a show on Friday. Monday, I don't think I'm going to be able to do a show with Sean Salisbury. Don't know for sure, uh, but I, actually, I do know for sure. I'm not going to be able to. All right. Uh, Monday and Tuesday, I'm going to have a very difficult time doing shows. All right. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, for sure. I may not be able to do a show on Tuesday. Monday, I'm almost positive that I'm not going to be able to do a show. Matter of fact, I know I'm not going to be able to do a show on Monday with Sean. Uh, Tuesday, I'm going to try to fit in a show, but there's no guarantee. Okay. Wednesday, positively. Thursday and Friday. Wednesday's show will probably be... uh, Six or seven o'clock. I'm really swamped uh, next week with legal stuff. So you just have to bear with me. Uh, I'll do the shows whenever I can. But definitely not on Monday and probably not on Tuesday. But definitely I will try to fit a show in on Wednesday, even if I got to do it at seven or eight o'clock in the evening. All right, let's get to uh, some phone calls. And Jerry will lead us off. Jerry, how are you, buddy? Hey, Grant. How are you doing? Grant. Jerry, I got a, Jerry, I got a bag. Jerry, we got a bad connection. Can you uh, call me back? All right. 
can you call me back and we'll see if we can Grant, get a can you hear me? with you. Yep, got you now. Hang on. But Jerry, I'll put you back in the audience. Raise your hand and I'll put you right back up, okay? Raise your hand. All right. And I'll get you right back on. All right. Yeah, we got a bad connection. Uh, but the, the uh, and, and I got to have Jerry on because I got to make fun of him, you know? Jerry, Jerry, go back into the audience. Oh, we got a terrible internet connection with Jerry. Jerry, go back into the audience, raise your hand, uh, and then I'll put you back on. All right. And again, if anybody else wants to join me, uh, we can do it. But it's going to be a lot of fun because the Kings are going to be start playing preseason games here. And so we'll be mixing in a lot of NBA talk along with the uh, NFL. So that will carry us through uh, a long time, hopefully in the June, if you're a Kings fan. But you got to win a play. You got to make the playoffs first. Then you got to get, you know, past the first round and then you never know. All right. Matchups are everything. Uh, when you talk about the playoffs, I thought the experience that the Kings gained last year is going to be uh, huge uh, for this team moving forward. Going to be huge. All right, let's see if we got a better connection with Jerry. Jerry, go ahead, buddy. Grant, can you hear me now, sir? Yep. Loud and clear, Grant, my friend. Uh, sorry, I'm calling you from Lincoln. And uh, you know what? It's very bad over here. Uh, no problem, buddy. Grant, you know what? I really loved your rant this morning about the uh, about the Devil Rays. I mean, their fans. What, what an embarrassment. I mean, 19,000 people? Seriously? I know. Not the Devil Rays anymore, just the Rays. They're not, they're not the Tampa Bay Devil Rays anymore. They're the Tampa Bay Rays. All right, Jerry. Jerry can't hear us. Jerry. Jerry's calling us from Mars. You would think, like, Lincoln's not in a, a good area. Great. Phones don't work in Lincoln. You don't have internet in Lincoln. You don't have Wi-Fi in Lincoln. You don't have good reception in Lincoln. I mean, come on. All right, let's get to John. John, what's going on, buddy? Well, I'm on Mars. Do I have a better connection than Jerry yes. from Lincoln? You do have a better All connection. Right. And, and also, I I and, I, and I bet you know that the Tampa Bay's uh, baseball uh, team is not named the Devil Rays, but I believe that you, John, would know that they're the Tampa Bay Rays. Hey. My dad's name was Ray, so I always said that that team was named after my dad, even though he's a Brooklyn was a Brooklyn Dodgers fan. So I knew okay. that when they changed it, when they took the devil out of it. There you go, buddy. I did know. Um, man, a couple things. Obviously, football we could talk about forever. We've been talking about a little bit of basketball, and you know, I said the other day how I want to see uh, uh, Sasha's defense, and you know, a couple other things I want to see. I want to see how much more confidence Keegan Murray has gained. Cause every time I hear an interview from him, he seems more confident and more outspoken than he did last year, you know, considerably or of any other uh, interviews I've heard from him and the way he played in the summer league. And I know Grant, you and I both know you're not playing against elite competition, but he played extremely well against the competition he was playing against. And last year in the NBA against elite competition, or, you know, the greatest competition on in the world you know most people would say so some people from spain or may say different however he played well last year i can't wait to say to see his growth and then the other thing on the kings is javel mcgee i think he's not going to play a lot of minutes but the minutes he does play he's going to be told in to go in when somebody is getting too many rebounds over us or when we're uh not protecting the rim enough. I think it's just going to be strategic the way it goes in. 
I'm wondering if you're looking at it the same as I am, Grant. I'm not worried about Keegan Murray. I think the guy's going to be a star. I'm not worried about his game at all. As far as Sasha, I don't expect Sasha to be a good defensive player at any point during his career. So, I mean, he is what he is. He's going to be a three-point shooter. He's going to be a guy that stays on the perimeter. He's going to knock down open shots. But if you're looking for him to play defense, uh, I don't see it. I think his defense is going to be uh, very limited. But he'll help the team. Uh, He can flat-out shoot the basketball. And he's got a very good basketball IQ. As far as McGee, yeah. listen, he's no he's no spring chicken. Uh, they're not going to play him a lot, but he knows how yeah. to play. And I think he'll be able to help the team when he's on the floor. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, as you were, I, I got to agree with you there. You know, spotty minutes for McGee coming in when we need what he does best. Yes, I, I do agree with you there. And Keegan, like you just said it, you know, almost you said almost the same thing I did. I think... He is, well, you said more about his game just now by saying he's going to be a good player than anybody, any of us said last year, saying we think he's going to be because we already saw him be good. I'm just wondering how much he's going to improve. I'm confident that he is going to improve. It's it's just fascinating to me, and I can't wait to see how much he improves and how much he helps our team. And as for Sasha's defense, I know it's not going to be the uh, – Strongman defense, but he's going to play defense like Bielita played defense. Great spacing, getting to the open space and drawing drawing someone to him. That's the way he's going to play defense. In my opinion, that's how it's going to go, and I think it's going to go pretty well. The more and the more I hear of interviews and so forth, I think it's going to be. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't season. get I don't I don't get caught I don't get caught up in interviews. Interviews don't det- don't determine whether a guy is going to be good or not. I don't really care about interviews. They may sound good. You may learn more about the individual. Interviews have nothing to do with whether a player is going to be good or not. You know, coaches have sounded good in interviews, and then they go, you know, uh, you know, 25 and 52. I, I, interviews don't yeah. mean anything to me. I, I Don't don't read in the interviews. No, really. I, I don't get caught up in interviews. Interviews are a necessity. You know, it kind of it, – it, 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 but other than that, it doesn't translate into anything that go, going on the floor. I, I don't pay attention to that stuff. Well, I do a little grant because it it makes me think of the state of mind the player, no, the, whoever no. being interviewed is. No, doesn't so mean squat. If he's got that doesn't state mean of mind, means nothing. Over the, I think if he's got the state of mind over the phone, it it translates to other things in life. It does in my business, almost anybody's business. If you're confident confident about something, you do better. If you're unconfident, you're not going to do as well. So that. And I, that's what I'm saying. I'm thinking he's more outspoken and he sounds a little more confident. And that's what, I, and this is just over the last couple of days since we've talked, I think, that I've heard well, a couple Pete more. Del, when Pete Delisandro was the GM of the Kings, he gave the best interview of anyone that I've ever been around yep. in my 32 years of the Kings. And he was the worst employee that yep. the Kings have ever had by far, bar none. I don't pay attention to Touché, interviews. I, I really don't. I, it, 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 John, don't get caught up in what people say. Get yeah. caught up in how they play. Yeah. Yeah, Delisandro, that makes a lot of sense to me right there. You just kind of stuffed my argument down the window on that because <laughs> Delisandro, I've got to agree, man. He was he was the worst. Seem you know seemed confident, but it's almost like he had ulterior motives the whole time to me. Yeah, John, always a pleasure, buddy. Always, buddy. And uh, when you get into that fantasy, if I got something compelling to BS with, let yeah. me know. All right, buddy. Sounds good. Take care, bud. Yeah, when we get into Thanks. the fantasy roundtable you can uh, rejoin us all right let's get to uh, trent what's up trent 
Hey, Grant. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Um, I did hear your thank you podcast uh, a couple of days ago, or actually yesterday. I thought it was great. So thanks for doing thank that. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, another thing I wanted to report that uh, – my, my son and I went to Monterey at the Porsche Rensport reunion. We got to see Dwayne Wade drive a, uh, a Porsche tractor around the track, and it was really fun. It was the day after he got a hole-in-one at Pebble Beach on the seventh hole. And we just had a ball down there. But I wanted to ask you, did you watch any of the Ryder Cup? Yes, I did. I was just wondering, how uh, was this whole hat-taking-off thing, was that a big deal? And was Ke- Patrick Cantlay a really uh, – a thorn in the side with the Americans. I mean, he, he didn't no. seem like he was a, a, a team player during that. Do you think? Well, too bad people didn't play as well as Patrick Cantley. I mean, the, the reality is that Jordan Spieth was terrible. Uh, too many other players melted. Uh, you think about Scotty Scheffler, who didn't even get a point. The Americans got their butt kicked. What happened on the 18th on Saturday had no bearing. The Americans are, had already lost the Ryder Cup. Uh, before that episode even began. The Ryder Cup was, for all intents and purposes, the Ryder Cup was over after the morning session on Friday. The, the Ryder Cup was over before uh, they even played the afternoon session on Friday. It was done. You lose oh all God. four matches in the morning, you're done. You're, it's over. It was over. Wow, that's crazy. All right, well, thank you for that. I appreciate it, and uh, congratulations on your uh, podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you, buddy. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. Shit it. Yeah, I mean, there's no way you're coming back on the Europeans down for love. It's just not happening. Not happening. Let's get to Ryan in Sackdown. Hey, Ryan. Hey, what's up, Nate? How you doing today, bud? I'm good, man. What's up? So a um, couple of things. First one, I wanted to touch on what you guys were saying about JaVale McGee. I, I think he's going to have a bigger impact on this team than a lot of people realize. Certainly there's the off the court stuff with leadership, but um, he is a hell of a pick and roll player. And obviously with that second unit, Malik Monk is great off the pick and roll. And with McGee's length, I think we could see something special between the two of them that could lead to some increased minutes for JaVale. But the other thing that I look at is, you know, Sacramento struggled with length all last year, um, specifically Domas. Now he has somebody that is very long going up against him in practice. So that's only going to benefit Domas in the long run. All right. I have a question for you. Why is it that JaVale McGee is available every year? 
because uh, he's kind of at the tail end of his career, Grant. They, it's spot duty for him. It's it's if you need him in a certain situation. Um, and that's why he ends up a lot of times with championship teams, because there is a certain role for him to fill. Um, just being there is an insurance policy sometimes. But I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I just guys that are available every year. Uh, there's a reason why they're available. And I'm not saying he can't help the Kings, but I'm not going to go overboard on JaVale McGee. I think he can add a role to this team. And let's face it, we know what the Kings' weakness was in the playoffs. They got their ass kicked on the glass. And I think, obviously, he'll be able to help in that area. Yeah, he can. I mean, Grant, he may be available every year, but there's a reason that championship teams pick him up and he ends up winning a championship. He has three. So, um, you know, hopefully that bleeds off into Sacramento a little bit. Um, You were going through your list of good teams. I've got to say, out of that list with the NFC, I've got to say the the Cowboys are probably the shakiest, in my opinion. They really haven't played anybody. They lost to Carolina. I I don't think this game on Sunday, or Arizona, excuse me, I don't think this game on Sunday is going to be as close as a lot of people think. Yeah, but we may have a completely different opinion of the Cowboys on Monday. We very well. Right. If they beat San Francisco, then you're going to change the the tune to that. Um, uh, I don't think they're going to win the game, but if they do, then people will put them, you know, as the best team in the NFC. If they dominate San Francisco, I, I would see best team in the NFC. I don't know if they beat them. They automatically go there yet. But um, no, I just I don't think they've really played anybody. And, um, you know, Prescott, Prescott to me, you know, still even not playing people. He's put up numbers in the 250s, but, you know, he's not as mobile as he used to be, which sometimes against the Niners, they struggle against mobile quarterbacks like it. Even Josh Dobbs with uh, Arizona, they struggled against him. So I, I just I don't see it. The true pocket passers or guys that like to stay in that area, they don't do well against that pass rush. So it, it'll make for an interesting matchup. Uh, no doubt about that. And then since it's open forum Wednesday, I'm, I'm going off of sports. I'm going to yeah. ask you a life question. If you had a choice, if you were the person that would have been releasing the Internet, knowing what the internet is now. And there's good stuff. There's obviously bad stuff. Because in my lifetime, I think the internet has been the biggest change in life. But would you want no internet or internet knowing what you know now? I would take the internet knowing what I know now. What about you? I would probably do the same. Um, Just for ease of convenience for certain things, you know, having yeah, shipping to so your house, simple. booking flights, you know, right. but then, you know, the tail end of the knuckleheads that we see all the time, um, yep. you know, so anyways, and then and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to change it up on you. Okay. Yeah. If, if I had the power, I would have the internet, but I would ban and get rid of social media. I would say no social media, no Twitter, no Facebook, no Instagram, no TikTok, nothing. Only the, and again, I know you can't do that, but I'm just saying internet for the things that you just mentioned, but I would, I would say no social media. I think that social media has been the biggest culprit to the, 
downward spiral of society. I put that on. Now, I understand that's the internet, but I, I, I'm trying to separate the two. I believe that social media has been the biggest detriment to, and I'll just keep it to this country and I won't even talk about the world, but I will yeah. say, in my opinion, social media has been the biggest reason why this country is in the state that it's in today. I think that's a statement that's really hard to make an argument against. I mean, there are areas where social media can be used positively, but um, the majority of them, yeah, it's caused nothing but problems. A a lot of problems for people that you don't even know the names of because they've been cyberbullied or, you know, people have had money stolen. So, yeah, I I totally am with you there. You might have a lot of Swifties um, coming after you. You well, you know, I'm, social media I'm, way, I'm, I'm, you ready, I'm ready. I'm ready to have the Swifties come after me because Ooh. I can give them a, a, a nice speech on uh, life education that might help them uh, with their with their with their lives. I think I could probably <laughs> steer them in the right direction. I, I think so. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with, you know, loving an icon, a musician, an athlete. I mean, that's part of life. You know, we yeah. all have our role models. We all have you know, individuals we gravitate towards, you know, we all have our favorite music, our favorite this, our favorite that, our favorite author. I'm I'm fine with that. I I have no problem with people going gaga over Taylor Swift. I do have a problem with the way the networks are using her to build up their ratings and jam it down our throats. That I'm bothered by. Hey, well, they're just taking a lead from the NFL. The NFL's Instagram page under its little blurb about who they are, says Eagles 2-0 and as Swifties. So, or excuse Seriously? me, Chiefs 2-0 and as Swifties. Is, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it did uh, as of earlier this week. I haven't checked today. So wow. uh, if the NFL is pushing it, then uh, you know the networks are going to push it. So, wow. Anyway. I, I, I'll tell you, it's, um, I, 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 I don't know about you, but speaking of the internet and social media, I've been reading a lot of complaints Uh, from people in the media about the amount of coverage that she's getting when she's at the games. And I don't put it on her. You know, she's not telling NBC, you know, show me 50 times during a game or, you know, that's not what she's doing. She's, she's allowed just like you and I to go to a game and support her boyfriend. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. She's, she's not the one that's bringing this attention to herself. Now I understand that based on who she is and what she does, the second she steps outside of her mansion in Beverly Hills, she's going to go on her attention. But that doesn't prohibit her from going to a game. Doesn't mean she can't go to a game. And, you know, she's not sending NBC a message. Hey, make sure you show me every 10 seconds. Right. You know, right, right. She's not holding them hostage for airtime. Right. So a hundred percent. But, you know, yeah. And there's the other thing, I guess I have two quick other things. What'd you make of the Trevor Bauer post? Um, um, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, it's interesting that you bring this up because I just had a conversation about this with a friend today. I think that this country is so ass backwards in so many areas and it's so woke and it's so absurd that in the past 12 months, we've had the life of a punter out of college who could not make it with the Buffalo Bills because he was slandered and accused of something that he never did. And now he has a label attached to his name forever. Here's what I feel about Trevor Bauer. It may not be what I like to do in my free time, but if it is consensual, 
I don't care what you do behind closed doors. If you want to be a freak, go be a freak, as long as it's consensual. And so I believe that Trevor Bauer was wrong. I believe that, once again, a sports league, in this case, Major League Baseball, was being woke, and they jumped to conclusions. And I believe that in this particular instance, the individual that accused Trevor Bauer and took him to court and everything else is a fraud. That's what I believe. Do you believe differently? No, I, I'm right on par with you. And I guess kind of to parlay your point to the previous discussion, uh, that's I, I've got to think social media is the driving yes. factor in that. Because, Grant, 20 years ago, if allegations like that were made, the league in law enforcement, they're handling their investigations and not, you know, stuff's not out there for everybody to see, or I should say yep. incorrect reporting or, you know, miscellaneous stories. Um, and that's where it's become guilty until proven innocent because right. you're just yep. overloaded with what's real, what's not real. Um, you're right. Spot so on. I mean, really innocent, tough. innocent. If you're, if you're a white man in America, you're not innocent until proven guilty if you're accused of anything improper with a female. Okay, now you're guilty and it's up to you to prove your innocence. I've just given you two examples and there are more examples if you want to even go back to the Duke lacrosse team and many others, okay? We are so quick to judge in this country. You know, the same thing happened with Reuben Foster when he was with the 49ers, not once, but twice. He was falsely accused by his girlfriend of domestic violence, and it never happened in either time. And yet he he had his career completely turned upside down, labeled and everything else. And at some point, you know, when is enough enough that, you know, and, and why is it, and again, I don't know what's gonna happen to this individual uh, I, or, or the individual with the uh, Buffalo Bills punter, and I, excuse me for, for forgetting his name. Shouldn't there be an immense punishment for those that falsely accuse others, shouldn't there, shouldn't our system in this country have harsh punishment for those that try to ruin an innocent person's life? Yeah, that, well, usually the punishment slander, right? And the problem is a lot of the people making these allegations, they're not worth anything. So Trevor Bauer goes and, you know, gets her or has a jury find that she's guilty of slander in a civil suit, because that's what it typically is. It's not criminal, right. it's civil. But it should it, be criminal. It, it possibly could, it should yeah. Be. That's the problem. It should be. That's the problem. It should be. It should not just be civil. It should be criminal. Because as you point out, a lot of these individuals are money hungry. They're money grabs, and they don't have money. So if you win a civil judgment, they can't pay you. So you don't, you don't get anything. Not that Trevor Bauer needs the money, but I'm using this as an example. This right. should be a crime. This should be a crime and should be punishable by, you know, time in jail. That's really what that, that's the problem, in my opinion. Well, the crime, not only against the person, but it's kind of a crime. Well, it's not kind of. It's a crime of a waste of the legal system. There, there's people that are waiting and waiting for matters that legitimately need to be heard. And instead, you get caught up into something like this. And there was nothing there the entire time. And it's somebody wasting the court's time and trying to ruin another person's life. And yep. re really, to answer your question, and by the way, the name of the punter, Matt um, Areza, he's a uh, SDSU ass 
Aztec. Yes. That's where it originally yes, happened. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, like to answer your question, when is enough enough? It's never enough. It's when is there going to be more? It's like when can we get more? Like I, I just don't tomorrow. see it slowing exactly. I don't. No, I mean you know when you call up tomorrow, we'll probably be talking about another individual that's been accused of something, and it will be a knee jerk reaction. He'll be suspended, or she will be whatever. You know what I mean? And 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 this goes on, unfortunately, uh, way too often in this society. Yep, I agree. And it does that almost now the way that social media is. Do, do the leagues now need to be proactive in releasing more transparent information quickly? So, you know, these things don't start to snowball because, you know, sometimes silence is like everybody's worst nightmare when it comes to somebody looking for an update on a story. But if you start coming out with facts a little bit slower, the facts as you know them or as they've been filed in court, at that point, you know, you can't argue with a court document, you know, um, as as opposed here, 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 let me interrupt for a minute. Here in a nutshell is the problem. OK, corporations and the NFL is a corporation and Major League Baseball is a corporation and Bonneville International is a corporation. OK, what happens is you get these knee jerk reactions because these big companies want to wash their hands over any controversy so quickly because they were afraid of any potential backlash and they are gutless and these companies have no backbone. And so they don't mind swallowing up an innocent person to get the quote unquote pressure, heat, whatever you want to call it off their backs so they can move on and continue to conduct their business without any interference, without any accusations, without facing any heat, they just go up, oh, no problem. That person is canceled, they're done. And it doesn't matter whether they are innocent or guilty, but we're moving on and we don't have to deal with it anymore. That in my opinion is what happens. It is what happens and sometimes indirectly there's backlash on the other end for getting rid of the individual so quickly. Look at the uh, Mr. Fossey. The guy that was doing the A's games where he said the N-word and it seemed like. No, 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 no. Glenn Kuyper. Kuyper. Thank you. Glenn Kuyper. He slipped and it seemed to be an innocent slip, not a malicious slip. And they took stuff on the back end for getting rid of him. So I, I feel like there needs to be more momentum there if it's warranted. Now, if it's somebody that, you know, has done something very badly. Like the Rockets, I, I don't even know why the Rockets had to come out again and say, oh, we're distancing distancing ourselves from Kevin Porter. He's not going to be at any activities. Yep. Uh, you know, it, it, it's something like that. Yeah, I get it. Like there's no gray I get it area too. there. I, I get it too. There, that's correct. That is no gray area. Or if you're the Raiders with Henry Ruggs, all right? Yes. That, 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 there, we, that, you know what that's called? That's called common sense. We, we, we get you and I and many people, we get common sense. That's common sense. But these other he said, she said, and you automatically jump on the she said because of the Me Too, Me Too movement, and you you totally disregard the rights of the male in this case. That that's just wrong. It's it's flat out wrong. Well, it it, it really sounds like the highest court in this nation is the court of public opinion. It's yes. not actually the court where the judges sit. So, but 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 you see the problem, and and I agree with you. But the public opinion is being misreported, okay? Exactly. Because 
the, 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 the very often the public opinion is very much in the minority because again, so many people in this country are afraid to speak up because they're afraid of being canceled. They're afraid of being labeled. They're afraid of, of being stereotyped. So even though they may feel strongly about a particular topic, they remain quiet, right? And we don't, and it, you know, it happens all the time and you know it and I know it and everyone listening right now understands that. People are afraid in this country, although I think that's changing a little bit more. I think the pendulum is starting to swing back to where people are saying, screw it, I'm gonna speak up because this is absurd. But there are a lot of people that are afraid to open up their mouth because they're afraid of losing their job. They got to take care of their their families or what have you. I mean, you know, it, it goes on every day in America. Yes, it does. I, I was happy to see that some major um, broadcasters, reporters did, you know, put out the Trevor Bauer stuff as they should have. Me too. And that could have yep. that could have had backlash on its own, right? Um, but yeah, I was happy to see that. So why isn't it? Why, okay. So why aren't people coming down on major league baseball? They ruined this guy's life. They suspended him for what was it? 197 games. They basically labeled him a sexual deviant and a crazy man and a man that, um, uh, uh, hurts women and we can go on and on. And yet, you know, where, where, where is the finger being pointed at major league baseball? I mean, they ruined this guy's career. Hey, well, that's a good question for Trevor Bauer. Major League Baseball has a couple of bags. If uh, yeah. they had, uh, if they were convicted of slander or liable for slander, excuse me. So, it, so it's just our society is so it's unbelievable what's going on in this country. But I, I think you made a very good point about the internet. I probably would keep the internet, but if I if I had whatever Grant Napier said went, I would get rid of social media because I th- I think especially for the younger generation. I think social media is so damaging to our youth. I really believe that. And I, I'm not saying it's not damaging to adults, but I, I've always read, you know, the Kevin Euclid tweet of 2020 that, you know, s- social media is single-handedly the biggest culprit of what's wrong with this country. And I agree with them 100%. Yeah, it, Grant, a perfect example. I had to have a conversation with Liam yesterday. For those yep. that don't know, that's my son. Eight um, years old. Eight years old. There's a YouTuber that, you know, was doing one of these little pranks where he was having his food delivered to him. The driver comes to find him because it was like a DoorDash. And um, the guy keeps walking away from the delivery driver because the phones have to sync up. They have to be in the same location to ensure that the driver or the delivery is made. Well, this guy is like telling the delivery driver or the delivery driver is telling the social media kid who's trying to make a prank video, dude, get out of my face. Like, why are you following me around? What's going on? And he just keeps doing it. What's the guy do? Pulls out a gun and shoots him. Wow. wow. Right there in the middle of a shopping mall. And so wow. it was an incident. It, the incident happened probably over a year ago, but it just finished up in court and the shooter was found pretty much not guilty on everything. He did have one charge of disarming a firearm in a public place, but is it worth it? That's social media to get views. You're going to do a prank and you don't know who you're dealing with on the other side, but that's what these kids think are cool. And so it was a very good example to show Liam, this is how badly something like that could go. If you ever did that with your friends to try to do a little video and it was a good example. These are not the people you should be watching. 
on YouTube. It's unbelievable. And, you know, not, you know, this is open forum Wednesday, so we can go in any direction. I will just share with you. I was uh, over in Thailand for a couple of months and I was um, I came back to America um, on September 8th after I was in the wedding in Croatia. And I talked to a lot of people over in Croatia and Montenegro about what life is like over there. And after then being in Thailand for a period of time and coming here, you know, and I mean this now, and I'm not exaggerating. I have not talked with one individual since I got off the airplane here on Saturday, September 8th, that is not really concerned about what's going on in this country and is very down on what's going on in this country. I have not run into one person that speaks positively about what's going on in this country. Not one. And I'm not saying that people aren't grateful that they're Americans. That's not what I'm saying. But I have not yet. And now we're talking about, what is it, October 4th? So I've been here basically a month. And I have not talked to anyone, whether they're a friend or a stranger that I started a conversation with. Not one person has spoken positively about what's going on in this country. You know how sad that is? Yeah, it's awful. Uh, Especially for America, the country that everybody is supposed to be looking up to. I mean... The bottom line is, Grant, we can't start fighting the war that we're dealing with here in America until we acknowledge that there's a war Amen. going on Amen. in America. Amen. So, yeah. You know, again, just, you know, you know how much I love traveling and yeah. I love, I love speaking with people from different cultures uh, and I love to get their perspective and I love to know what their life is like. And it's, it, you know, you talked about the Internet. I'm, I'm kind of making a, a parallel here. Yeah. In a lot of these other countries, life is very simple. Yep. It's not complicated. They work hard. They work six days a week. They're grateful to have a job. And they don't they don't they're not woke. They're not in the cancer culture. They're not in the ripping each other to shreds over politics. They don't get on social media and make negative comments about their their whatever. You know what I mean? They're, yep. They don't they, they don't. And again. I'm not anti-gun, so understand where I'm saying this, okay? They don't have guns. There's no murders in the street. I don't know if you saw the video of the parking attendant in Philadelphia who was shot in the back of the head by an individual because he had received a parking ticket from the parking uh, uh, attendant That's his job is to get tickets. He literally, the man literally walked up behind him and shot him in the back of the head, all right? There's, you, you don't have that in a lot of countries in the world because they don't have guns. There's no, like, for instance, in Thailand, there's no shoplifting. People don't go into the stores and steal stuff. They don't break car windshields and break in the cars. They don't steal bicycles. Like, you can go up to a a coffee shop, a restaurant, on a bike, and you can leave it unlocked, okay? And you could probably even put your backpack on the handlebar. And when you come out, whether it's 15 minutes or an hour, your bike's going to be there, and your backpack's going to be on the handle of the bike. Simple things. You know what I mean? And over here... I mean, I get off the airplane and it's just crime after crime after crime. Democrats ripping Republicans, Republicans ripping Democrats. You know, gas is six bucks a gallon. People can't afford to go out and buy basic food. Yeah. I mean, I can go on and on and on and on. And I'm not saying that there's not problems around the rest of the world, but life is so different and they look at life so differently. And I got to tell you, it can be very refreshing and very demoralizing when you're in this country for a period of time and see how many people over here are truly unhappy. That's very sad for a country of this stature, of this magnitude, to have so many people 
that are they're defeated. They don't feel like there's any hope. They're defeated. And that's sad to see. It is sad. And I I think there's something to what you said was simplicity. And I think the word that goes along with that is gratefulness, because with that simplicity, they are grateful for everything that they have. They are happy to grow their own food, labor during the day. Like they don't need excess. And a lot of times here in America, we need excess. And when you live that simplicit life, you hear about, oh, people in Thailand or people in this country, they have the best longevity or lifespans. And it's because they don't deal with the bullshit stressors that people put upon themselves, whether it's because they've got a beef with somebody on social media or because they need a nicer car than the next person. You know, they the, the people over there, they don't have those things. No. So there's nope. a reason that, you know, you can you can do your dieting, you can go all organic, whatever you want to do, but you still have the outlying problems. People over there, they are just happy for what they have. And I, I respect the hell out of that. I do, too. I do, too. Uh, great call today, my friend. Appreciate all right, buddy. You, you as care. well. All right. Good conversation there. And again, you know, I'm not trying to get political here. I'm just trying to state my experiences of being blessed uh, to travel to different countries. And I do speak to people when I travel. I mean, I talk to the person that's waiting on me. I talk to an individual sitting next to me on the train, if they speak English or I I ask questions and I get to know people. And I, I'm, I love, love meeting people from different parts of the world and finding out what their life is like and what they like and what they don't like. I also ask them how they look at America and what they think, because I do want to know. All right, let's get to uh, Jerry. We'll see if we get a better connection with him. Jerry, go ahead. Hey, Grant, can you hear me now, sir? Yep, loud and clear, sir. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays. There you they go, did... buddy. Good job. <laughs> Grant, did you see that thing on TikTok when uh, the Raiders were playing the Chargers just past week and uh, some fans were yelling at Mark Davis and Mark Davis was yes. yelling at them? And you yes. saw Mark Davis pointing to his head like, use your brain. What the hell is he talking about? Mark Davis is a buffoon. He's the worst owner in the NFL. He's a buffoon. And until he is no longer the owner of the Raiders, they're going to be a disheveled franchise. Grant, do you think, you know, uh, because for me, in a way, it doesn't seem like this guy's going to get rid of McDaniels. Do you think if the Raiders lose a couple more games, how long before Devontae Adams, uh, Josh Jacobs, are going to request a trade to get the hell out of there? It won't matter if they get rid of McDaniels because Mark Davis will hire the wrong guy again. Wow. Uh and Grant, you were saying that next week your shows are going to be uh, off and on. Um, so- yeah, Monday, no show Monday, probably no show Tuesday. If I can do a show on Tuesday for even 30 minutes, I will, but I don't think so. And then Wednesday, uh, it will be late in the day, probably 7 o'clock. But I'll, I'll definitely do a show next Wednesday. But I, as I sit here right now, I, yeah, I'm not going to be able to do a show on Monday because I'm going to be – I'm going to be involved in a legal proceeding until after five o'clock. And then the Raiders and the Packers will be playing. And I'm not going to do a show head to head with the uh, Monday night football. And Grant, can I ask you something? Uh, uh, maybe you can help me out here. So uh, is your lawsuit, is it almost being over or is it still going to no. <laughs> no, it's not over. Um, okay. We have a court date of November of 2024. Um, uh, when I mean a court date, a trial date. My case is scheduled to go to trial 
November of 2024. So it won't go past that, but it could go all the way up to that. And Grant, so like Matt Barnes and Chris Weber, they're going to be called in too under, uh, so they're going to be under oath. If they are lying, uh, what could happen to them, Grant? Well, uh, Chris Weber's already lied to the grand jury and has committed a felony for obstruction of justice. So, I mean, I don't really know what difference it would make whether Chris Weber's under oath. It obviously didn't mean much to him the last time he was under oath in front of the grand jury. Uh, but they're they're not part of the case. And Grant, one more thing, sir. Uh, Niners, Cowboys, Sunday Night Football. Uh, you know what? Uh, Dak Prescott, you know, said he does not need any more motivation to play the Niners. When it comes time, you know, those Brett lads hit you and Sunday night, the whole world's watching. How much does that affect a player? Everyone's different, Jerry. It affects some players and other players. It doesn't affect at all. It's uh, every everyone's different. Like the knock on Kirk Cousins is, you know, in primetime games, the guy can't win. And the record backs that up. Some players thrive under the bright lights on the biggest of stages and some players don't. And I don't know why that is, Jerry, but some some people live for those moments and some people die with those moments. And, you know, we're all different. But this is a huge game for the Cowboys, for them to, you know, there's there's definitely a lot of doubters uh, on this Cowboy, about the Cowboys, and I'm one of them. This will be a gigantic measuring stick for them because we know the Niners are really, really good. Grant, I saw something a couple of days ago. Um, they were saying that in the seven and a half to eight years that uh, Dak Prescott has been with the Cowboys, two playoff wins. Brock Purdy, yep. eight, eight games with the Niners, two playoff wins. I guess some well, people handle it different, like you said. Yeah, I mean, the the, the stats don't lie, that's for sure. And wow. that they're there. So, hey, Jerry, thanks for uh, the effort to get back on today. You have a good rest <laughs> of your Wednesday. Grant, you do the same, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Good show today on this Open Forum Wednesday. And uh, tomorrow, I will be with you later in the day. Don't know what time yet, but uh, I'll do my best to give you a show. Take care, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us right here on Listen Up.